What's up, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Against the Current podcast. My name is Rudy Garcia, um, and if you haven't yet, go to Amazon and search up Forged by Fire by Rudy Garcia, um, and you'll be able to pre-order the ebook. Um, and the ebook and the physical copy are published. They drop on December 5th. If you pre-order the ebook, you'll automatically receive um, your copy on December 5th. And if you do pre-order the ebook, go ahead and send me an email at rudygarciabooks at gmail.com um, with a screenshot of your order, and I'll go ahead and send you the first five chapters as a PDF, um, as a thank you. And um, if you also can go to rudygarciabooks.com, you can go ahead and um, you can order the book through there. Um, you can listen to the podcast through there, and you can also um, subscribe to the email list when you'll receive updates on on the book, on the podcast. What are we going to talk about um, in the weeks to come? Maybe a book recommendation. Um, you're going to receive a lot of information being part of the email list. So go ahead and um, subscribe to the email list. It's free. Um, today on the podcast, we're going to talk to uh, one of my one of my brothers, um, a Christ follower. He's the front man of the band Ornamental, and he is one of my best friends. Today, we're talking to Danny Nelson. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, dude? What's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah? (laughs) You are doing good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm just, uh... Just waking up? Uh, not too long ago. (laughs) You live the life, man. I, man, I want to be like you when I grow up. (laughs) Waking up at 10 o'clock. Man, listen, it's, uh, what, today's... Today's yeah. Saturday. I'm gonna take advantage of Saturday for sure. <laughs> Do you work later today? Uh, technically, yes, for ornamental. Oh, okay, yeah. beautiful, beautiful segue. Let's jump right into it because we only got an hour. Um, yes. As you know, there's four topics in this in this uh, podcast, and the first one is creativity, and um. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to talk about uh, writing and writing books. I'm kidding. We're going to talk about music. So um, you just brought up Ornamental. What are you doing with Ornamental today? Uh, Today, um, I'm going to try to finish up a brand new website. Yeah. And um, doing the final touches on our, uh, which is, this is going to be a first. uh, Are you sure you want to say it here? Oh, yeah, it's totally fine. Um, We're going to have a new merch store completely dedicated to merchandise, which is the first time we've Mm -hmm. done that in nine Mm -hmm. years. So very excited about that. Um, We're going to launch a brand new website. Um, I'm going to make an announcement for everybody uh, on our followers. week wait 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 uh, wait 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 let me ask you a quick question do you have good wi-fi right yes. now do i have wi-fi yeah like good wi-fi yes okay because what you just said about the announcement came through like a robot couldn't understand oh yeah and i think yeah there it goes it's uh, happening again and i can't hear you and keep talking <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Wi-Fi is yeah. terrible, Danny. I know, I know it is, bro. I hate I your Wi-Fi. You can't hear what I'm saying. Yeah, now I can. I hate your Wi-Fi. I hate it too. <laughs> and I have a theory. And I have a theory for why it's so bad. But uh, but no. What I was gonna say was the whole website. We're gonna launch a new website, and then we're gonna announce uh everything on uh next week. You got some big announcements so, coming up in the next week. It keeps it, it happened again. So uh, yeah. hopefully it stops happening, but we'll run with it. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll run with it. Yeah. So 
I guess I should have asked this first, but you know, it is what it is. You know, it's raw. It's raw. It's real. Yes. What is ornamental? What is ornamental? Ornamental yeah. is a band. A band for the people. Mm. Um, ornamental is not a band of four guys trying to just make music and just throw it out there, which is, you know, obviously that's what bands do, but we are a band for the people. We want to give uh, a positive message of faith, a positive message of unity, mm-hmm. um, a positive message of loving each other. Um, and it is based around the idea that we are all family and not people following people. Um, uh, we refuse to be looked at as idols. We are looked at as more uh, just a family get-together. Mm. Uh, and we've always had that mentality. We're only going to grow on it. Um, ornamental means to celebrate insanity. And I feel like what I've always said is if you're not normal, if you're not part of the norm you're looked at as a crazy person and we want to embrace those people that are kind of thrown away to the side nice man Um, yeah so um never heard that description that is what mental yeah that's what that that is what ornamental is it doesn't matter who comes in and who comes out it doesn't matter what people say that is what ornamental is and no one can change right and then um, so what style of music do you, does ornamental play? When we started, we were definitely having some kind of identity crisis. <laughs> um, we just wanted to be like our heroes. You know, we just wanted to be like Van Halen. We just wanted to be like Metallica. We wanted to be like Pink. Yeah. Greenhead, you know, all the, all those, all the heavy bands. But as of maybe a, a couple years ago, um, we stopped playing chart, uh, shows at bars and, uh, you know, we, we did this whole thing. We went to California, we were doing a lot of stuff over there and we realized that, you know, we were still in development of our identity. And I think now after the new record that we're going to release, we finally have found an identity and it's going to say be that again, say that again, that we found our identity. Mm-hmm. For the past couple of years, I would say as far back as 2017 and 2018, we have really found our identity of who we are. And we're not going to be labeled as a thrash band or something like and, that. And who we, we are, are is, of course, a a, a, um, a Korean metal band, of course. Korean, yes, exactly. We are, uh, we are a K-pop metal yeah. band. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Kidding. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, uh, we sell four times more albums than BTS. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I mean, uh, we started off as some kind of thrash band, but honestly, I never liked that label. Mm. And I think because that's what our heroes were, but now we are just a couple of guys making music and yes in the end of the day we're a hard rock metal band that is inevitable it will never change but how we mold it into different things is what we're going to do and i think what we're doing is different than what other bands are doing. yeah so i'm excited to show what what's what we got yeah. for the next couple of months and for on forward from here. nice man um so just for some of you that may not know, I, as of as of right now, I am the um, the drummer for Ornamental. Um, yes, sir. Which has been super fun, and I've actually I actually learned started learning how to play like um, very specifically heavy metal with its techniques of double bass pedal and stuff when I joined the band. Um, it was it was a pretty fun journey learning how to play double bass i don't know if you remember yeah oh well yeah <laughs> i'm dying dude i'm dying to go to your house um 
Oh, that'd be awesome. I would Just love to that. play the drum set, man. Dude, uh, Babinga, Birch, Tomuk, Star Classic. Uh, I remember the story of that drum set because we went to Sam Mash in Miami Lakes. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can hear everything I'm saying, right? Right now, we're good, yeah. Okay, so we're at Miami Lakes and we want to get a drum set. And, you know, we want to get something that's really good. So, you know, we go up to these guys and we say, hey, listen, you know, we don't care about a budget. We just want the best drum set you got. And then the guy said, all right, well, I got to stop. I got to tell my star classic here um, and these dimensions, whatever. And we're like, oh, um, you know, we wanted to try something like this. And we asked for a 13 inch Tom. Now, for all the guys that don't know, 13 inch uh, rack toms are not that common. Actually not common at all, you know, so. Yeah, so it was, it had to be custom made. You're such a nerd, dude. You, 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 Danny, you look like the person that would go buy a drum set and tell the person, give me the best drum set you got. They show you the best drum set they got and you say, nah, I want this. (laughs) <laughs> and just so happens that what you want needs to be custom made literally literally we ordered everything but the fact that we wanted a 13 inch rack tom just to have somewhere in the middle between like a congo mixed with like a traditional what you would think of a rack tom sounding that's what a 13 inch in my opinion kind of sounds like uh huh uh uh-huh. It took them almost a year uh-huh. <laughs> for us to get our drum set. You're such a nerd, dude. So, like, we ordered, literally when the band started, we went to go get a drum set. And it wasn't until, like, 2012 or something like that. That you got the drum set? That we got the drum set. You're such a nerd. Just And just for, <laughs> just for clarity, I wasn't in the band at the time. Because if I was, I would have looked at you, slapped you upside the back of the head and said, just get the drum set. Just get the drum set, you duck. You, you duck. But hey, it looks good. It, it's three toms. Listen, it's a nice two, drum set. Uh, two, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's a real nice it drum set. Good. It's my favorite. Aside from mine, it's my favorite drum set. And it sounds so beefy and it cuts in the mix. Mind you, though, my Every drum set is a Tama to. too, so. <laughs> It's yeah, it is uh, imperial. Yeah. Wait, it's actually sitting right behind me. So let me look at it. Yeah, it's a ta- it's yeah. a Tama Imperial Star. Yeah, Imperial Star. Yeah. I'm um, I'm looking because um I had to I had to sell my original Tama, uh when I moved up to Kachobi, and then I I just recently received the shells. So both both uh, rack toms, the floor tom, the snare, and the bass drum. Um, I actually received that for free. Someone, you know, bought a new drum set and they just gave me this one. But I'm looking for uh, a bass pedal, um, cymbals, things oh, like that. I see. Um, but this person had like a Remo floor tom head, um, uh, an Evans. One of the rack toms was Evans and stuff like that. And so I'm, I'm looking. I want to change all all of the heads to to evans um and if you remember the evans heads i had before on my previous drum set were um frosted i want yeah i want to change it all to to coated just white coated completely coated um it's gonna be warm. oh can't wait can't wait to do it the floor tom already has its it has its head with um with the muffler ring around it but i need to make a yeah i need to make a port but dude I can't wait to get this drum set in a, in a place where I can where I can play it. Um, yeah, <sighs> yeah, dude. But big, but beefy. Uh, yeah, and and the funny thing is, your drum set's my favorite one, literally for the only reason, because our drum sets we've we've talked about drum tone before. Um, yeah, we have the same taste in drum tone. Exactly. The only reason I like your drum set more than mine is because it's the more high end one. <laughs> It's like <laughs> your drum set is the top of the top of the line, Tama. Mine is like the second one. And man, I mean, at the end of the day, um, 
you know obviously it's just what you know sounds good yeah and it's what you like and uh, and and like you I, I mean i've i've ne- we've never changed a drum set i think after yeah after well eight years after eight years of having this dark classic i don't think we've ever changed no the drums at all we've changed no and, and 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 it just speaks to like how, how good you take care of it and stuff um but like you've like you've like it needs to be the specific wood um i've never I, i'm a drummer you're a singer guitar player i'm a drummer and i've never thought about the type of wood for my drum set or it needs to be this wood so that it can help give me this tone yep. i literally never thought of that until i met you um and i hate you for it <laughs> dude i mean bro i mean i think how many conversations that we have where it was fundamentally clear that i'm just a tone freak you are unlike on all your instruments on your guitars on your drums on everything like um we we dude we were in we were in the studio a couple months ago working on on um some surprises um yes <laughs> some surprises um, yes <laughs> and you literally sat there i was gonna be there for like an hour and a half two hours the whole time we sat there like um nitpicking the drum tone, yep. making sure the drum tone was perfect yeah and i'm like yep. hey I, I think we're in a good place to move on and you're like the drums need to be done before we can move on <laughs> yeah I'm like you're right okay so let's keep working on the drums for two yeah. hours yeah man i mean the drums the drum sets like the drums the tone is the band i mean i i have to say that like in any kind of band-based music if you don't have a good drum tone i don't care if you have the best rig in the world you have the best you know vocal mics in the world or you know whatever you're using keys or whatever yeah if your drum set doesn't sound freaking amazing crisp you do not yeah you do not have the sound of your band yeah period and and um um kind of like like segueing a little bit forward it's um just to move the conversation along yeah. a lot of these conversations we we were just talking about having um you know we we actually had in the either on the way to the gym at the gym or um at your house after finishing the gym um yeah. and and you know you know the next the next topic is is health fitness and stuff and, and um bro do you remember back when we started going to the gym and how was this fat 300 pound ball of grease guy <laughs> and you were this, that's really harsh yeah i know and you were like this skinny number two pencil looking <laughs> but you had a big old head with a whole bunch of hair but your body was built like a number two pencil oh my gosh i hate that people say that i look like a martian you do <laughs> i hate it so much but I you did though big head you yeah um you do though i hate it no i don't and your neck <laughs> is the size of cory taylor's i know okay. front man I, slip I, I know and, I and yeah. stone no i know for a fact i have a big neck but bro you remember that we we would go to the gym like at nine ten o'clock at night work out back before <laughs> the world turned upside down um we'd be in the gym like at nine ten o'clock at night just working out and I looked at you like we were two months in and I looked over at you and I'm like, man, your arms are getting a little bit bigger, bud. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah I remember at Planet Fitness, dude. Yeah. How, how, what was your mentality? What was your mind at when when um, you started and you were like, man, and you told me these words, I, I, I don't want to be, the, I don't want to look like this anymore. I want to look better. I want to start going, going to the gym. Um what was your mentality then and then as how did your mentality change or evolve when you started noticing your your progress um wait wait so, wait talk yeah hello there you go okay go ahead yeah so honestly 
you know, my family in general, since, you know, since I was little, we've always been into a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes, you know, it'll fluctuate where we don't really care. And then we start to get like, okay, well, you know, we got to get back to eating more healthier stuff and living a better, healthier lifestyle. It, it fluctuates a lot. And I think that happens with everybody in general. Yeah. Um, but... I had a realization that I want to look a certain way. And this was prominent when I was on stage. When I was on stage and I would play and I would look at the recordings of myself, I did not like the way I looked. And I'm not saying that like I'm, I'm unthankful for the way God made me. Um, I was saying it like, you know, I know I can look this way if I worked into it. Yeah. Um, so what I did was I told myself, listen, you need to start going to the gym. You need to start. Uh, you need to start eating better. You need to start eating a certain way when you go to this. You know when you go to the gym and work out. And I just changed my mind. I said, "Listen, this is gonna happen. You're gonna do this, and I don't know how you're gonna do it. You're gonna have to figure it out. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. It's happening. Like you're, you're gonna have to do it." Yeah. So we were doing that for, I would say, like you know, a few months, and then. Uh, I know when the coronavirus hit, you know, everything shut down and it was really hard to get like weights and a proper workout. Um, but I've still been able to keep my like, especially on my arms. Tony mm-hmm. came by the other day and he said that, you know, your arms are still like a lot bigger than when I met you. Like they're yeah. still big. So Tony, the basis get... for ornamental. Yeah. The, Tony is the basis for ornamental. Um, <laughs> Yes, and uh, when when uh, uh, I, I haven't gotten myself in a disciplined, regular gym uh, uh, regiment schedule, yeah. but once it gets back into that, um, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to you know get myself back into the shape I was you know before the coronavirus hit. Pre-corona, but, yeah. Pre-corona, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, when, when the whole Corona thing hit, you know, everyone was, oh, working out at home, working out at home. Um, and I did that. And there's no, like, no knock against it. Like, it helped me not gain the 80 pounds again. You know, it kept me in shape and stuff and then eating healthy as well. But in my personal opinion, there's nothing like going into a gym and lifting weights. Oh, I agree. Like, lifting weights, moving heavy weights. Because you unless you got money to drop you can't get that same equipment at, at the house all you can do at the house is maybe a 20 pound dumbbell and some push-ups yeah but it's yeah. not the same it's not the same um for, at least for me results than being in a gym and lifting you know i, I lost all 80 90 pounds that i lost in a gym lifting I, I when I tell people that I I did zero cardio to lose the weight they don't it, I was in the gym lifting I didn't run I didn't I barely did like maybe 10 minutes of bike every other like week but it was in the gym I don't know my personal opinion is but but I actually part of why I loved going to the gym was because I had you. I I'd go with you. We'd go three three nights a week and we'd work out um, yeah. our entire body on that day. Yeah. And it was. I remember, um, not not being entirely happy with my life. Um, mm-hmm. And that was and that was the start. You know, I was on the journey to that. Um, then. Um, and, and part of it, you know, our relationship was good. But then um, when we went started going to the gym together, I feel like it it cemented this like. Like French, a brotherhood. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there was just a lot of benefits of going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, man, it was fun. It was fun. We, we made a lot of decisions. A lot of things were talked about. Um, like I said, either before going at the gym or at your house after the gym where I would stay till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning almost every night. Yeah. You remember, 
Bro. And, listening, and we would listen to Avenged Sevenfold. We would. That was our gym music, Avenged Yeah, Sevenfold. Avenged Sevenfold. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'd sit at the gym waiting for you to finish your set trying to learn the reps, drum parts. <laughs> that was my practice. That was my practice for for um, for drums, listening to Avenged Sevenfold. And that was actually it. I'd go to your house, practice learning like the style of metal and hard rock like double bass um and then we'd go to the gym and then i'd listen to avenge sevenfold and keep practicing that 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 was our weeks man you're, yeah you're what? practicing in your head yeah it, it was crazy dude um life has changed a lot since then yeah i know i man. know i'm great I, listen i'm grateful for everything i have i love the wife that i had i love i'm grateful for everything that i have right now but if there's one thing I could change would be just including my gym time with Danny with everything I have now. That dude, I That I would agree. make my life close to perfect. <laughs> I agree. And for I those of you wondering, yes, I have a crush on Danny. <laughs> I mean, there's no way around it. I had a hunch. I had a hunch. <laughs> what happened? I had a hunch. You had a hunch? Yeah. Um man if you didn't know by now because by how obvious i make it around you then you're blind (laughs) (laughs) bro but you know what i just thought of because i was having a conversation last night with um a small group a bible study group that we have here just some friends and stuff up here in 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 okeechobee um and yesterday it was more just like a hangout. We really didn't study the Bible, but we just talked about our lives and stuff. Um, and we were talking about a whole bunch of like, um, like scary, like, like one of that. One of them is a is you know their their parents, most of them, and they had they have a kid, and you know they were having night terrors at one point, and um, and and like scary movies. And literally the only thing I was thinking is Danny would love this conversation. Oh, you dude. have you're the first and, and, and I don't mean this in, in any like offensive way but you're the first Christian I know and I've ever met that has this fascination with the art of the horror movie yes and I and again this isn't a salvation issue this isn't like this big old thing but I don't understand it. Oh, you don't get like how the like. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I just don't understand your fascination with the art of a horror movie. That's a good question. I don't. I don't have an answer. It's like, why do you like? Why do you like? You know, rock. Why do you like pizza? You know, I just. I just do. It's not. Uh, there's no reason behind it. Actually, it's interesting. I'll, I'll tell you a little story. Um, now that we're yeah. on that topic, um, when I was little, my sister would watch all these scary movies, and actually was genuinely very afraid of watching scary movies. And then as yeah. I got older, I kind of saw that horror films have this art that's very unique that you're not going to get with other movies because. Mm. Horror movies are based so much on the emotional aspect of it. Say say that again. Say that again. You cut out a little bit. That uh, horror movies are based so much on the emotional aspect. Like, you can't make a horror movie that isn't constantly having you invested emotionally because it's for one reason only. You know, you're trying to make someone feel of this feeling of, of being scared, right? Mm-hmm. And... If you take that away at any point, you're ruining the experience for the watcher. And the the illusion breaks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it is a very difficult. John Carpenter, he said that horror movies and comedies are probably the two hardest genres of movies to make because if there's any point where the motion drops, it's really, it's really, really difficult to bring them back. Yeah. You have to get them from point A to point, you know, C. <laughs> you have to yeah. get them the entire time. And not many horror films do that. 
Yeah. Um, so I think I, I, I think, yes, I love horror movies, but I can go in deeper and say that I love horror movies because it gives you a unique cinematic experience that you're not going to get with other genres of uh, cinema. Right. And um, in your in your amateur like um, fan um, opinion, because I do know that there is an element to, to horror movies where um, at least this is what I've heard that you can't have that high suspense horror for 90 120 set like 90 minutes you know what i mean the whole movie there needs to be some breaks because whenever there's a break that makes the next moment of 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 intense intensity um even more special so um but we we've actually i think we've talked about it where some movies do these breaks and they're perfect um these breaks of intensity and then other movies they they think that the break of intensity needs to be comedy and and I think, I think we both agree that that a horror movie does need a break from that intensity, but if but if it chooses to use it to basically become a comedy movie in that break, it just ruins it. Yeah, I'm not a fan, um, and I know I I always get like criticized for it, but I know that even um, Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper is a born again Christian, and. Yeah he said that uh horror horror and comedy is in bed together you know and in some way he's right but in my personal opinion it depends on the experience you're trying to get for example i was just watching uh you were just watching say that again i was just yeah no no i was just watching uh a movie called creep show and uh it's a great 80s horror film and uh it's basically a series of different stories that a kid is reading off of a comic book and a lot of the scenes are hilarious. It's really mm. funny. And it's trying to be funny. It's trying to be a mix of like a comic. Uh, and and some parts are very scary. Some parts actually genuinely are scary. And then some parts are deliberately hilarious. And right. But it does it in a way where you enjoy it. Yeah. It's not like, again, the movie Us. Okay. There were scenes where there was trying to be comedy, and I felt like it did not need it. It right. was only trying. And, to and be, I guess yeah, it was only trying to. And, I, and I guess what I what I mean because there's certain movies, um, um, that their 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 intended purpose or or they're meant to be a funny esque horror movie. Yeah. What I meant was. A horror movie that's only meant to be horror will try to use comedy as a break of tension. Yeah. And to me, if you try to go over the top and in that in that scene of tension break, it becomes a comedy movie. Exactly. Instead of just using humor, it ruins it. Because I, I have nothing against the movie using humor to break tension, but that isn't the same as that you know a movie using humor isn't the same as it becoming a comedy movie basically and and what i mean by that it goes too far yeah in its usage of humor i i personally like more the breaks of tension being like genuine happy moments like uh uh, i don't know I i can't think of a movie because the only reason i have this opinion of horror is because of you and and you have made me enjoy some horror movies. The Shining, I very much enjoy. Great, um, fantastic horror film. And I think that's the only horror film that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, and also, mainly because most modern horror films play on the whole demon possession and yeah, exorcism and that. And I and I have absolutely no interest in that. Um, Halloween, the new Halloween, coming from someone that hasn't watched the the originals, the classics. I really haven't. That new Halloween movie, I liked it. Um, now, if I had the context of the older ones like you do, I probably wouldn't be so happy with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 
but I I did enjoy it for what it was. I guess I was able to enjoy it because I was disconnected from the from the classics. Yeah, I um, But a movie like that, you know, it, it is it's this it's a slasher scary movie that has nothing to do with demons and demon possession. Right. Um, and and it was good. The 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 cinematog we talked about it. The cinematography, that one continuous scene where it was following Jason. Mm-hmm. In, the, in close to the beginning of the movie when they were um, uh, uh, when they were um, trick-or-treating oh, yeah, Michael Myers Michael Myers I'm sorry I said Jason yeah Michael Myers when they were tr- trick-or-treating you remember that one continuous scene you were following him and he went through the back the, the, the backyard went into the house and killed, killed the lady. lady for no reason for no reason but it was just this one continuous shot yep that scene was gorgeous. It was. Just from a cine- cinemata- cinematography standpoint, that scene was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so I really I really did enjoy that that movie. Um, but the movie, you got breaks. For example, in Halloween, that new one, you got breaks of the horror, but it was genuine, like, real moments between the characters. And then it dumped you right back into, into the scary stuff. It didn't try to use humor or comedy to break the tension it used another avenue and i I think um if the movie um is it the shed in the woods or the shack in the woods with like taylor posey and i forgot the movie but that movie was intentionally supposed to be over the top gory and funny and it worked i never watched it but from what i people people say they say it worked like it was supposed to be funny um and it works, and that, that's what I mean. If it's supposed to be funny, then make it funny. My thing is, don't take a horror movie that's not supposed to be funny, and make it into a funny movie to bring attention. Oh no, it doesn't. It doesn't it work all the time. And I yeah. think it's really cheap. And 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 yeah. I know that they're doing that because most people want. It's almost like, and I can I can use it this way. It's kind of like the music industry right now. No matter what genre of music you make. There's got to be a trap beat it's somewhere mm. in it for it to be modern or there has to be synths mm-hmm. for it to sound modern. You can't just have a song for what it is. They're going to tell you, oh, you need to have a trap beat or you need to have a synth. Mm. It's the same thing. It's like no matter what kind of movie you watch, there's always some some form of modern comedy because comedy yeah. is a really quick way to get somebody to enjoy a film, which is fine. I right. love comedies. However... I'm looking for a genuinely scary film, and I'm sorry, but comedy in a very unnecessary area of the movie is not going to work just because you want to cash yeah. grab. You, you know, it's 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 uh, it happens a lot, and I use us as an example because yeah. that happened in us a lot. Yeah. So, you know, you know, what movie I find funny that wasn't meant to be funny, but I find I don't know why, but I find what? hilarious the first it <laughs> some of the things that they did in the first it on purpose to be scary i found myself cracking up at yeah because it was dumb it was like the scene where where you see like where the, where the kid is going down the stairs into the basement and you see georgie and the like the basement okay. is flooded and you see georgie <laughs> in the water and then the clown just gets up and like runs really fast yes that scene is hilarious to me and they weren't trying to be funny. That was meant to be scary as yeah. hell. I laughed. I do like the scene though where uh, Georgie is saying you'll float too. And then right in the back, you start seeing Pennywise start coming up in the water. That was good. Any music and, and that's that, that's the scene I'm talking about. Exactly. That's the scene I'm talking about. That moment, I float too, I float too, and you see Pennywise right there. Yeah. That was good. That got me scared. And then the moment he gets up and runs real fast over the water, I die. Yeah, because it was silly. It was real silly. <laughs> but my thing is, they didn't mean it. To, I don't think they meant it no, to be silly. No, they didn't mean it to be silly. That was meant to scare the patooey out of you, and I just sat there laughing. <laughs> and you know, chapter two. Uh, I haven't seen chapter, chapter two. Chapter two is not as. Uh, uh, they were well, what I was hearing from, you know. Uh, rumors and all that stuff before it came out was that they're gonna make it a lot scarier 
and more brutal because of the fact that they're not having kids so they can get away with more uh, cinema mm. cinema wise you know you have restrictions with kids but now that they're adults you have more leeway um right it was not scary um <laughs> it was a lot of comedy it was a lot of uh relationship drama um yeah i was not they try to make you emotionally invested in the characters me personally mm-hmm. i didn't get much of that um and i mean i'm not going to i'm not going to go into it but I, there's certain things you know just to not spoil the movie but there's some things that i saw in the movie that i'm like this is really unnecessary just for you to be relevant in the modern era so yeah it didn't do anything for the story it just made you relevant for this time and point so forget it but right. we'll get into that cuz i don't want to spoil it for anybody so <laughs> yeah and and that's also like a little like a little thing and i guess it can touch on the whole current events and, and culture topic um as 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 you know a, a a writer i sat down 3 years ago to write a book um and i started trying to pick pinpoint all the things i didn't like in 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 story and and creating story that it's happening now And one of the things I noticed is um I I have no problem with someone writing the story that they want to write. If you want to write a story about anything, write it. Um my problem is when you force a a a topic just to be relevant, um any topic, any topic, you know, uh, you 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 force into the story the topic of of um feminism, gay rights, anything, anything like that. You force it into a story where it, where it just feels forced. The story is not talking about that and you force that into it. It doesn't work right and a lot of movies and a lot of books are doing that. They're forcing that topic just to yeah. be relevant. And it's like, man, if you if you wanted to write a story about that, just write a story yeah, about it. I agree. That. don't force it into something that it it just doesn't fit and a lot of movies a lot of books are doing that and the main problem is and I'm going to and I'm going to speak a little bit bold here uh, when I was researching some literary agents to 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 pitch my book to so that they can send it to publishers and stuff bro all of them almost all of them um they would list their interests and and you kind of have to base who you send it to by their interests um you can't if someone says they're interested in in this type of book and you send them something that isn't they're more than likely going to say no almost all of them were talking about you know we want to hear stories about lgbt and this and this and that and all this other stuff and my book has nothing to do with that cuz that's not the story exactly. i'm writing um and i'm like who do i send this to none of them want to hear a story about what i'm writing so now i'm forced to write a story about that even if i don't want to write yeah. a story about that just to try to get published yeah and you know I, you know we're in the subject we're talking about we're not we're not talking anybody right now we're just no no i don't listen if you genuinely want to write a story about anything write that the, what i'm attacking is the idea of forcing that into a story where exactly. it doesn't fit just because the industry wants right. it it's what exactly. i'm saying exactly yeah absolutely and that happens in in like you said music it happens in movies it happens in books it happens in every yeah. form of media it makes no sense uh it's not the story uh it's not the story exactly. it's not uh i i i want to uh see the uh and I'll and I'll say it cuz I I really don't care. I want to go see the CEO of Riptide Records and Riptide's a huge huge record company. They've signed some of the biggest names uh in the whole world and I and I want to go to a meeting with the CEO and just to visualize and listen to how these kind of people work is is almost borderline comedic. because they don't care 
about the art. And they, you know, I'm sure that people will hear this and they'll attack me for it and they'll be like, oh, Danny, you know, you're just trying to be, you know, oh, you know, hipster or I don't know what the word would be like, oh, you know, nothing can be, you know, I don't know, something along my something really dumb. But I will, it's <laughs> something <laughs> dumb. I'm going to tell you right now the music industry does not care about the art of music. What they care about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is what's going to make money for them right now. Whatever mm -hmm. that means. If it means that they have to make WAP or WAP, whatever the heck that song is called. That one? That, that song, the Cardi B one. If they have to make that yeah. a million times, they'll do it. It does not matter. They'll tell all their artists, hey, you know that song that Cardi B made? Yeah, you need to make that because it works. Well, the artist is like, well, what if I don't want to do it? It's not even my type of music. And what if I just don't want to? What if I want to make, write a, you know, music that has something more relevant to me? What's going on with you know, my fan base? They don't care. Yeah. And that happens in movies. It's gonna end, and from what from what you're telling me, because I I'm I haven't been into the you know the book world. Um, that's happening in the book world. I mean, that's just what's going on in media right now. They're forcing yeah. subjects, and they're forcing what works right now. And I would say, I would think to myself, you know, people that that live these lifestyles, people that think these particular ways. I mean, are they okay with the fact that this is just being forced into everything and it makes absolutely no sense, you know? <laughs> I, I I think and I've and I've and I've heard some um for example, some um uh gay people and and not talking to me specifically, but I've heard on, on like social media videos and stuff like um a lot of them are, are tired of the pandering. Like they've literally some of the people i've heard some of the some of the gay people i've heard on instagram and and like just social media and stuff like that is like you don't need a pander to me i'm a human that is gay treat me like a regular person stop pandering to me yeah. like and I, and i know that isn't the popular the, the popular idea the popular idea is um oh represent them and stuff like that and it's why 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 give the special treatment i'm not that i've heard them say I, i'm not this special i'm just a person that is gay stop pandering to me i don't need it yeah and and i, I, I to me you know that this is aside from any type of um ideological agreements or not it's just if you're looking at them and all you see is their sexual identity and you don't see them just as humans yeah. you're the one with the problem yeah that's bold that's bold to say but hey i don't know, we're all I, human listen, made by god yeah i i exactly i don't care i i rudy garcia in a in a worldly i guess in a in a in a in one sense i don't care if someone is gay or not i'm gonna respect them and treat them like a regular human i'm not gonna treat anyone more special because oh they need it because you know poor them they're they're this and and no no, no they're human i'll treat them with the same respect yeah. i'll treat anybody the problem is we we live in this culture that's that's trying that's pandering and and oh poor them and it's Treat them like regular. Give them the respect to tr and treat yeah. them like regular people, and that's what's happening yeah. in the media world. But they don't care about them, which is my point. They don't care about gay people. They just know that writing about it exactly. will sell and make them a yeah. lot of money, and that's all they care. And about. it's funny because people are like, you know, oh, they're doing this because they care about us. They don't care about you. They just know it makes money, bro. They're gonna tell you exactly. that wrong. They're gonna say that all day long. It's about money. It's about the money. Yeah, and and the moment, 
the moment, the moment, the conversation, the like the moment something else sells. Oh yeah, they'll oh, move for on for sure. For sure, they'll move on. They'll move on. It'll be something of the past. Yeah, it's 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 something, but um, kind of like a hard segue into um, the last topic because the hour yes. of the show is almost up. It's awesome. scripture. So. What I like, what I like, what I like doing um, in these in in the episodes with my guests is for the scripture. I I really just like to hear your testimony, how you came to know Oof, Christ. I love it. I love this. Um, Bear in mind, you have okay. 12. I can do this in twelve minutes. Um, ten minutes, ten minutes, because the last two minutes, I want you to um, uh, share the gospel and lead whoever's listening whoever makes the decision in a prayer of salvation so all right share your testimony and share your testimony share the gospel and lead us in a prayer uh for salvation for whoever wants to make that decision awesome i love it i love it um well first off uh i'll tell you a little bit about my salvation story um so i've always grown up in the faith and I have gone to private school my entire life. I have not gone to a public school. I have literally grown up in the faith. I've grown up with God around me. I've grown up with Jesus around me. The stories about David, Moses, Joseph, um, and, and, you know, the gospels, you know, all the gospel accounts and, you know, lots of, stuff from Revelations and Samson, you know, all that stuff, you know, veggie tail stuff. I called, you know, when I was little, I said, oh yeah, veggie tail stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and around middle school, you know, as anybody else would, you start to think a little bit more about yourself. And you're like, okay, do I believe in this because I'm told to, or do I genuinely believe in any of this? And I was coming to the conclusion that, yes, I believed in God but I just didn't know why God would be so exclusive for me you know there's thousands of gods around the entire planet why am I believing in this God that saved the Israelites why do I believe in this God that split the waters that walked on water that turned water into blood you know that rose that made Turn uh, water into wine. Well, uh, and Moses, when uh, the river turned into blood. Yeah. And there yes, you go. and also turn water into wine. Because uh, that would be the more popular one, obviously. And, uh, and just, you know, rose people from the dead. Why do I believe in this God? Why this one? And I think a lot of that questioning had made me doubt for a certain period of time. And when I was in ninth grade, um, I had a night where I felt really sick. I didn't feel good. And I chose to go to sleep anyway. And then uh, because we don't have a long time, I'll just cut to the chase and tell you that I have you know, no evidence of any of this stuff. I have no evidence to tell you. I have nothing to show you. I can't show you a picture of anything. I don't have a, a video. I have nothing to show. All I can tell you are my words. I believe that I had a supernatural experience with Jesus that night where I spoke to him. And that night, it changed my life. I woke up the next day and I told everybody at school that I spoke to Jesus. You know, this Jesus guy that we're talking about in this Christian private school. I, I, I met him. I spoke to him. This guy's real. And everybody looked at me and I was a lunatic. Like, oh, you you just had a dream. It was just nothing. And I literally, I'm like, no, I, I really genuinely believe that I had this experience. And so it just got at me. And um, yeah. after a few months, um, I gave my life to Christ. And I was taking a shower. And just in the middle of my shower, I'm just like, you know what? I believe in you. So I'm just going to give my life to you. And the, the, wow. the reason why I was so adamant on it is because, you know, I was seeing a lot of 
demonic entities around me sometimes and I just didn't want them around me anymore and so I told God that you know I want to I want to be with you because I don't want to be around these things that I'm saying and yeah. I just want to enjoy my life and I and I specifically remember I said that you know I want to live a life where you are enough I don't have to have things be in a relationship with somebody be in a certain season circumstance that's good to feel happy no 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 I want to be joyful which joy is an action I want to be joyful and actively mm-hmm. follow you and I made that decision on that day to follow Christ now I was in a couple of toxic relationships <laughs> that <laughs> because I was just a baby Christian stuff came at me strong and I was being t- it was a tug of war a lot and yeah yeah uh, my second relationship was really bad and when that relationship ended I decided that you know I was not really 100% with you but now I am 100% and that's it that is it and anybody that I'm going to be with and any friends that I make and any careers that I choose it's going to be 100% for God and that's it end of discussion I'm not going to stretch, you know, I'm not going to get a give a little bit of give to anybody. It's going to be 100% for God. And if you can't roll that way, then you're going to get rolled over. <laughs> and that's it. So my testimony is the fact that I grew up being told to believe something, but now I genuinely know that Jesus is God. Jesus is real and Jesus loves you more than anybody else does and more than the media tells you that they should love you and Jesus loves you and has loved you before you were even conceived in your mother's womb so just to be loved that much is the entire reason to just drop everything and follow him. So, that's that's a very short <laughs> sample. Obviously, I can go on and on about my testimony. It's a lot of stuff, but I kind of just gave you straight up. I just gave you the whole thing. Yeah, man. Nice. Nice, man. And um and can you just just for a second, just a little bit um very simplified uh, what's the gospel? What is the gospel? Um, to me, I'll tell you what I take it as. Uh, and not to say that, you know, I, I don't believe in, uh, you know, that truth is, you know, your tr- truth is truth. Um, Relative. But when, ever yeah. since I was little, the way I've always looked at the gospel is we're literally looking at the story of the God that created the entire universe, right? He just created this whole universe. He cares about you personally so much and wants to be with you forever so much that he literally came down as a man to suffer the ultimate price and die and then rise from the dead again just for you. And the lead up from the Old Testament to the New Testament talking about this God that's going to do this thing for you and do a great thing and then there will be amazing things to come whether people think it's scary or not there are more amazing things to come the Bible is finished but the things that are to happen are still yet to come to me that is the gospel the gospel is about God telling people I am coming then I am here and then I'm coming back and then it will be done and and why 
Um, why did Jesus have to come? Why did Jesus come and die on the cross? Because God gave us free will. And because we have free will, we have the decision if we want to follow him or not. And there's the repercussions of that is that we can stray away from God. We can stray away from Jesus Christ. So Jesus says, hey, listen, I know that you are sinners. I know that you guys are going to mess up. But what I've done for you is that I'm going to take your place. Because the Bible says that the penalty of sin is death. I'm going to take that death. So that when you come to me, when you come back to me, because I gave you free will, right? But I want you to love me genuinely, because that's what love is. Real love is a, is a good decision. You know, choose to love somebody. Love's not a, a feeling that just is, is here and there. No, no, no. Love is you're going to decide to love somebody. When you decide to love Jesus Christ, you're going to follow Jesus Christ. And you follow him. And what you what you what you want to do because I'm, I'm thinking like a million things because I, I I always do this when I when I talk about the gospel I, I go to like three different like things in my head but in the, in, in the end I'll be all yeah man, um, Jesus is Jesus is the end of it and there's no other there's uh, there's no other way that's going to make you so happy and people that have suffered through so much mm. are going to tell you that there's just there's no other way there's no other way um and i know yeah. that's such a cliche thing to say but um there really is no other way i've 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 hung out with different people i've listened to all these types of music that tell you that you're going to get this fulfillment and they leave you just more empty and the thing that will fulfill you is love itself yeah. to come for you and Jesus came yeah. for that reason because he wants to give you that real fulfillment that yeah. the world tells you it's going to give you but only he will give you Amen. thank you man um just quickly, anybody that, that heard that, that heard the gospel, that heard that, like Danny said, that we're sinners and we needed Jesus and he came for us and he took our place and died for us on the cross and resurrected and is coming back for us. Um, anybody that heard that, that, um, that is thinking, man, I'm a sinner. I need that. Um, that's the Holy Spirit working in your heart um, and you need to make a decision to follow Christ because the, the Bible says that tomorrow is not promised that, that today is the day of salvation um, you might not have another chance who knows what's going to happen in 5-10 minutes who knows who knows what's going to happen tomorrow um, so if you heard that if you heard the gospel if you heard the good news of Jesus Christ right now I pray that you make a decision to follow Christ all you need to do is in your heart and with your mouth confess. In your heart believe and when you're and with your mouth confess that Jesus is Lord. Accept his forgiveness. And you will be saved. And if you do that, if you confess with your mouth, you say these words, I confess that I'm a sinner. And I accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And with your heart you believe you've been saved and if you did that I urge you to send me a message and let me know so I can follow up on you um, good. we can help you um, um, connect connect to a, a local church connect to connect to a group of connect to a group of believers that can help you in this new um, decision and path you're on don't let today slip don't let this moment go by yes sir Danny it's been, I mean, it's always, it, it's been, but it's been amazing talking to you, uh, yeah. kind of going down memory lane a little bit. Um, you are one of my, and, and I will say, I, I keep saying this, you know, I said this with Sean and with John and, and with Jess, and now I'm saying this with you. Um, every single, all 10 people 
that I all, all, all 10 guests that I have here on my list that I'm going to hopefully get to talk to you are all like so special yeah. like friends like the actual biblical meaning of the word friends like Jonathan and David friends um, to me some of some of you have been for more years some of you have been for less but um, Danny I can honestly say that yes, you are awesome, one of my too, best man. friends and uh, and I and I love Absolutely. that you did this um, thank you and hopefully uh, for sure there's going to be a part two hopefully with better equipment I actually almost like told you that so I could drive down there Maybe and we do can that. record in your in your studio um, it's just timing timing and scheduling did that happen sure, but dude. next time for sure we're recording in your studio um, I love you man. man I hope you have a great rest of your Saturday um, tell tell your <laughs> your future I wife and <laughs> I say hi um, tell your family I say hi and absolutely thanks everyone for listening later God bless later bro, Thank you, bro. see ya Love you, man.